there are many social problems in our community and most of uh, those problems stem from living in poverty. Perhaps one is living from day to day or perhaps uh, in that survival mode. It's been pointed out on many occasions when community safety has been an aspect of uh, discussion. We have Natasha Short with us. She's the managing uh, director of Kimberley Birds and herself recently uh, published uh, a paper to uh, tackle such questions and to, well, allow us uh, to be aware that there's plenty of humbugging out there. Natasha, hello, welcome. Good morning. Thank you, Sandy. How are you going? Good, Natasha. Finally, nice to meet you. I've been wanting to do this for a long, long time. Tell us a little bit about Kimberley Girls. I've found... Yeah, Kimberley Birds. So Kimberley Gigas. Gigas is actually a Jaru word for birds. And Kimberley Birds uh, is a collective of Kimberley Indigenous women influencing social change. So we're all, we're all Aboriginal women from the from the Kimberley region, and we're very passionate about creating some better outcomes for our people here in our community. Um, so very happy to talk with you this morning about financial elder abuse. And how long have you been around for, Natasha? Uh, we established in two thousand and eighteen. So we've we've been operating for a couple of years, Sandy. Ah, oh, and the need for. Operations really just stems out of the social problems around us. Oh, de- definitely. And I, I have been very passionate about social change for, I think, most of my life. Uh, I saw a lot of inequities there and uh, injustices being done um, to Aboriginal people since I've been a child. I've, I've you know, uh, been born and raised in this community. So I'm very well aware of the issues and I see the unfairness and I just thought, no, we've got to use our voices as Aboriginal women um, and, you know, June mentioned this yesterday at, at the launch of her Women's uh, Voices project. And it's very, very important that we as Aboriginal women start standing up, uh, especially collectively, and challenging some of these um, situations and outcomes that are being produced in our region because uh, they're unacceptable. They're not good enough. Certainly, a lot of people will agree on that one, Natasha. Since the Kimberley Birds have been together, has that yep. strengthened your alliances with women across the Kimberley? Say, say that again? Has that strengthened your alliances with women across the Kimberley? Yeah, definitely. That's our focus, to create alliances, to create uh, strengthen networks and work collaboratively with as many women as we possibly can to see what those core issues are and, and most importantly, see what those women are saying in regards to sol- the solutions to those problems. So that, that's the space that we want to be in. Natasha, I, I couldn't help but draw similarities in reference to what June was talking about yesterday when we had a conversation about uh, the Voices yeah. launch here at Galari Media yesterday afternoon and uh, yeah. the story you're telling. In fact, it just seems to have rolled in nicely. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a there's a movement happening um, right across the nation in regards to Aboriginal women stepping up to the forefront and being a little bit more vocal about some of these issues because we can see the mess that we're in and we're like, well, you know, 
how about we start allowing women, Aboriginal women, to be to be invited to the table to have these important conversations and definitely lead the change, you know, and uh, be at the forefront of some of these things that need to take place. So um, it's really important, Sandy. It's important that you've been using your voices, but even so more important, putting pen to paper, and that's exactly what you've been doing, collating. Yeah, definitely. Um, Shall I tell you a little bit about this project that we've been doing for the last few months? So the No More Humbug project um, is a story about financial elder abuse in our Kimberley community, and we got approached by Kimberley Community Legal Services about six months ago to say that they were encountering, encountering the situation and then... They wanted to know, they wanted to engage my business, Kimberly Bird, to basically find out, um, look, what is the level of awareness of financial elder abuse, commonly known as humbug, known as she calls it FEA, they call it humbugging, okay? Um, what are the levels of awareness and how prevalent is it in our communities? They wanted to find out um, if we can explore the reasons why it may be happening, when it might be happening, who might the perpetrators be, um, things like that, and then also be able to come up with some solutions or make some policy recommendations for some changes in this space. So that's what we've been doing, Sandy, over the last six months. We've been talking to a lot of people. This is a Kimberley White project, so I went between the East and the West, spoke to a lot of people. Um, First, it was an online survey. Then I did um, stakeholder um, interviews, and then I finished off with yarning circles, which were just exclusively Aboriginal people. Uh, and with, you know, a set of questions and talking about this issue and, and what, you know, their insights were. Um, so we, we found out, you know, this is not something new or surprising to probably everybody listening to this. Uh, humbugging is very prevalent in our communities. It's medium to high level. All stakeholders knew exactly what it was. Um, they said it's widespread and so normalized now that no one bats an eyelid because it's actually a daily occurrence. And as you alluded to previously, I mean... It's quite common because of the high levels of poverty that we have in our community. That's one of the drivers of this particular situation. Hey, this is Missy Higgins, and you're listening to Sandy Dan on Country Affairs. Sandy Dan with you. So is Natasha Short, the Managing Director of Kimberley Birds. Sadly, we got cut off with the conversation we were having just then in reference to humbug and... uh, a paper that uh, Kimberley Birds have uh, put together as a consultation service with others. And in fact, uh, Natasha has been very much a, a driver of this project because there was a need, so says the Kimberley uh, Community Legal Service. And going into the conversation of uh, stakeholders, knowing very well what humbug is, elder abuse and everything that comes along with it. It takes in many shapes and forms, doesn't it, Natasha, humbug? It does. It does. I think uh, the point I was making before I got cut off, um, stakeholders are very, very much aware of, of humbugging and um, its effects, um, but, but a few of them had made the comment, uh, look, this is the first time that this is having some light shed on this matter. And um, it's a very, very important um, thing to be exposing and speaking about more broadly and having a lot more people as a part of the solution. So it was, very, it was met with a lot of um, positive reaction and response because people, 
people realize it's there. And um, we know as well as Aboriginal people, of course, it's not just happening to our elderly people, even though that they were the, um, you know, people that we were basically exposing this for. It happens generally. And um, it's got to do with the high levels of poverty in our community. But our elderly people are a little bit more vulnerable, of course, because, um, you know, they're becoming more frail and a little bit forgetful and, and they could have dementia setting in, all sorts of things. You know, there's a cognitive decline that's happening and uh, they're more vulnerable. And so it was really about, you know, doing a piece of work that, that um, was about helping them. Uh, there's a lot of drivers, family, of course. People will, will know a lot of these. They're, they're very common sense and widely known. But you have the traditional behaviours of older people in a, in a context where there's a lot of giving and taking going on. And so old people are thinking that because I'm going to give something to somebody, they're going to return it. Uh, you know, but that's, that's not actually taking. Then you've got um, people, older people in codependent relationships and relationships of trust with their family. So they don't want to believe anything badly about their, their kids or their grandkids. Uh, unfortunately, it was the immediate family that were, were found to be the main perpetrators. Um, of this abuse. It's basically people who are very well known um, to the older person. And then you also combine that with the fact that there's a um, low tech and digital understanding. Um, so so that, that sort of makes a bit of a problem as well because the older person is relying on the, could be the younger person to now use an ATM and things like that because unless you've got a bank book or you had one from previously, you wouldn't now be able to go into the bank and get a bank book because they're all moving towards online uh, services. Then you then you have financial um, illiteracy across the board between young to the old. So there, there's a great need there for more financial counsellors and workers. Of course, a huge big driver, Sandy, was substance abuse. So drug and alcohol is a major a major driver in regards to why older people are are being humbugged for their money. And there's other more subtle abuses which are going on, like people family freeloading. So you've got the older person in the house. Uh, living, you know, but three other people are living there, and they're not contributing to the household bills. So the so the grandmother is uh, paying everything and, and and can't quite maintain all those expenses. Sometimes, of course, you've also got people who who are eligible to be on Centrelink, but they're not wanting to be um, they're not wanting to go on there because the compliance might be a little bit difficult, or they just can't be bothered or whatnot, and so they're receiving no money whatsoever. So again, they're, they're relying on people who are. Um, you know, pensioners um, to to look after their financial needs. So, and there's also exploitation happening by uh, some business owners um, through through systems such as Centerpay. So, so establishing uh, people on Centerpay, and and then they just can't maintain um, their cost of living because too much of their money is going out to all sorts of places. Um, and we mentioned poverty as well. So, th- there's a lot of drivers, Sandy, that are that are, are helping to create. Uh, this mess is just a recipe for a disaster. That's what we've discovered in our research. <laughs> oh, it's already there, Natasha, to a certain extent. How have people felt about telling their stories? Is it a big shame thing, like you said? I mean, we don't want to think badly of family and we don't yeah. want to think that they're doing horrible things. I know, I know. And, I, you know, I, sp- I spoke with a few people... To- to say that it was an emotionally draining project. And of course, I'm an Aboriginal person born and raised in this community. So it's not like I don't know that humbugging is happening. Uh, we all know it's happening. Um, 
you know, but I must say that it was a very sad uh, project to undertake and be a part of and research. Uh, we don't want to think badly about people. We want to say good things about them. But um, some, of, some of the conditions, some of our social, um, you know, situations are, are basically making it more so that people are, are seeing the vulnerability of that older person and they're easy. They can see they're easy to exploit and they're doing that. They're, we have, you know, we've got a humanness of greed and selfishness as well and those things are coming to the forefront now because there's lack in our community um, and this also stems back to lack of education, you know, lack of education, lack of understanding, um, lack of financial literacy, literacy skills. And we don't want to think well of our, of, of our, unwell of our people, but this is the reality of what they're doing. They're actually committing fraud against older people. We've got um, there's horrendous stories I've heard, Sandy. There's been tragic stories that I've heard. People transferring all, all of grandmother's money out of her account at midnight into, into their account, leaving the grandmother with nothing. You know, you know, one, one um, grandmother reported to an ACO worker, look, I feel like killing myself. I'm, I'm exhausted. I can't, I can't put up with all my family. I can't support them anymore. These are the stories that are coming out. I shared on, on uh, Kimberley ABC last week um, in regards to Aboriginal people going and staying at, at Aboriginal hostels. Throughout the throughout the Kimberley, basically just for respite, and 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 telling staff, uh, if you see my family, don't tell them I'm here because I just need to have a rest for a few days. So there's something really uh, desperately wrong when you've got people who do have their own houses and they're checking themselves paying to, to stay somewhere for the purpose of being able to have a rest. Uh, it's criminal. This is actually criminal. Uh, behavior and um, we need our people to really wake up to this and stop it and start start realizing that our elders are extremely important and uh, they need to be respected um, properly and that and humbugging is not respecting if you just thinking about yourself and what your own needs are and we've got to switch this around and have people go well what am I doing for elders stop thinking about what your elders are doing for you what are you doing for elders that's the that's the normal order that it should be. You know, they're taking care of children. They've done the they've done the right thing. They've been the primary caregivers on, in so many uh, circumstances here. And now we've got a flip happening where these people who've been taken care of by their grandmothers are now exploiting them and they and abusing. It's the correct word. It's abusing old people, and it's just not right. We've created a number of different resources which are really important. We hope that it's a free, free resource now to, to all service providers and stakeholders that are interested, whereby they can take these, take these resources from either the Kimberley Community Legal Service or the Kimberley Bird uh, website and use them. And those things are the, the actual report of the findings, the summary of the findings and things like the recommendations. Um, you've got the animations that we've created, two. One is in plain English and one is in Kimberley Creole the posters, and there's also now a, a, a training manual. The training manual is not quite there yet, but it will be very soon. There's a training manual plus a slide deck so staff can start doing training of their staff um, and other members in the community um, to start uh, exposing this a little bit more greatly and, and being able to talk about what some of those solutions might be. Mm, I'm glad we made a start with this one. Natasha, you're certainly not backwards and coming forward, and really... It really needs to be talked about, said. Uh, 
It, it really does. And I think what we've done here, uh, Sandy, is just open up a can of worms almost. It's sort of like it's the beginning of something. And, and uh, the solutions that were coming out of this, this report or this research was more conversations, you know, more, more conversations, more attention, you know, just, just paying attention to what's going on and not just being, you know, completely oblivious to what is happening over there in the shadows between older people and young people because there's exploitation going on there. And uh, there's got to be better integrity and, and, and measurements put into place in places like um, Centrelink for the center pay arrangement and also banking, banks and things like that. There's got to be more tech support for older people. There's got to be more financial literacy. There's got to be more campaigning, like an educational campaign of financial elder abuse. There's got to be more services for our elderly people, including like a setting up an honoring of elders program. And there's going to be better and clearer pathways for reporting it and collecting the data so we know exactly what's going on and then we're better equipped to address it because we've got data telling us what exactly is happening here and what's going on. We've, we've got to protect our old people. They're now at the mercy of young people who are basically, you know, influence themselves through things like drugs and alcohol. So it's up to people like us who can see this to work out um, how to support. At the end of the day, Sandy, we are going to be the elders ourselves in 20 years' time. So it's in our best interest to get these things under control and let young people know this sort of behaviour is not going to be tolerated. It's criminal. So don't do it to old people. Don't do it. That's very much the message there from Natasha Short, who is the Managing Director of Kimberley Birds and quite a local one, she is, along with others that make up her group. Natasha, thank you very much for shedding some light on this topic that we're often too ashamed to talk about as Aboriginal people and we'll keep in touch with the the work you guys do up there because it sounds like uh, you very much uh, get into the guts of uh, the topic. Thanks. Definitely. Definitely. Thanks so much, Sandy. Thank you. Lovely to have met you. Natasha Short, she's the Managing Director of Kimberley Birds.